Hey there, Mike Stelzner coming to you with a fascinating update you might not be familiar with. Did you know that Social Media Examiner can deliver all the marketing, training, news, and trends, insights that you need into your inbox three days a week when you sign up for our newsletter and it's completely free? Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates and take your marketing to the next level. Welcome to the Marketing Agency Show, where we explore solutions to the biggest challenges faced by agencies. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me for the Marketing Agency Show, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Brooke Sellis, and this is the show for agency owners and agency marketers. We explore the topics that no one else is talking about. So pull up a seat to the table and let's have a great conversation. Today, I'll be joined by Doreen Morin Van Dam, a longtime marketer and lover of agile marketing. Also, if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's transition over to this week's guest, Doreen. To help explore the frontier of working at and growing agencies, here is this week's expert guide. Hey, everybody. Today, I am super duper thrilled to be joined by Doreen Morin Van Dam. She is a small agency owner and international speaker and hosts her own show called Strategy Talks. And as a certified social media marketer and agile marketer, she's well-versed in the latest techniques for driving results through organic social media. Hello. How are you? Welcome to the show. (laughs) Hey, Brooke. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you. So we've actually, we were just talking about this before we went and pushed record, but we've known each other for like a bazillion years in marketing years, like since 2012. But in marketing years, that's a bazillion years. That is a long, long time. There's, I, I call us the OGs, oh I think. <laughs> we are old. I've officially started using the grandma emoji to describe myself because I think I'm old in life. And then in marketing, I feel super old, right? Because you've been around for a bazillion years. So first questions first, why did you just start to jump into having your own agency? I started my agency because I was afraid I was going to be bored. Um, I had been (laughs) a stay-at-home mom for 12 years. Prior to that, I had been a nanny. I had no professional experience. It was 2010. My youngest child of four was starting kindergarten, and I had seven hours a day to fill. I had never been on social media, but my husband owns his own business. And he was like, there's this Twitter out there. Why don't you go check it out? And he was sending me information. I finally signed up for an online course and took the course, loved, you know, made a Facebook account, made a LinkedIn account, you know, kind of started doing and reconnecting with people all over the world, saw the potential, and then literally went to LinkedIn and hung out my shingle and said, I'm now certified. I took a course. I'm the social media manager. And it was at that time as a freelancer in 2010, that there were just very few of us around. So I started locally And I had a local charity who kind of gave me a chance and made me social media director. And with the title 
of social media director going out into the local community, looking for sponsorship opportunities that really gave me the push to be known in the local community. I love it. And I mean, you've had a pretty impactful presence on our industry. I mean, if you are watching or listening and you don't know Doreen, I'm actually pretty surprised because I've seen you everywhere. So can you kind of talk about what that looked like? So you started your agency, you got certified, and then how did you become known and show up everywhere? Well, how did you come up with that impact that you've had? Sure. Remember that I was still raising four kids. I had them at home. So one of the biggest things that I did is I scaled very slowly. And that's not what a lot of people do, but I had to because most summers I had four kids at home for 12 weeks at a time. So what I did is started local, added B2B to that, which was kind of fun. It was really local restaurants. And then it became more B2B, a plumber, electrician. And then I went to the wide label route for a little bit. So I learned the agency life by wide labeling my services and working with a variety of agencies in other states that also kind of made me realize I could ask a lot more money (laughs) and uh, kind of scaled up from there. In 2017, I had an opportunity to start working with a training program as well as made a decision to speak. I was like, okay, I want to speak. I want to start making money. So I uh, made a goal to be on 12 stages in 12 months, which I made, including in Canada, and started getting paid to speak. And then also became a community manager for the company who trained me back in 2010, Social Media Pro, uh, became their community manager, their content manager, and from there really became a mentor, took their social media strategy course, became a social media strategist. And one of the things that I love is teaching. So mentoring, teaching, not necessarily coaching big groups, but really one-on-one and being able to be out, you know, help people. So I'm in, I'm in a mastermind, peer-to-peer kind of helping. And then the speaking has kind of taken off. And, and then in 2020, when the world shut down, marketing for me took off. It's really when I started being able to scale my agency. And I know we're going to talk about this, but what it was is two days before the world shut down, I was in New York City at an agile marketing workshop. And so I got certified, went home, took my last train ride home. And now I was a certified agile marketer and the world shut down. And that's the story that I can tell what happened and how that allowed me to scale, which is really crazy. I can't wait to get into this story because what a fascinating story it is. But so people who are listening, and I love that you're a teacher because you're going to be able to explain this to them. Agile may not be a concept that they're familiar with. So can you explain like you're teaching someone who is in our position, they're an agency owner, but they just don't know what agile it is. How do you describe it? And what does it mean to you? Okay, so agile is a methodology. So it's a concept that came from the software industry. And if I explain it to people who don't understand anything, I'm going, okay, do you have an iPhone or a Mac or an iPad? The iOS updates, those are the updates, incremental updates to your software. When you apply that principle of incremental updates to your content, to your business, that's agile, being agile, right? So you put the minimal viable product out, you put the first piece of content out. And in social media, often that's a story, right? You're at an event, you throw out a story, you throw out a reel. 
and you get feedback. You ask people, what do you think? Who else should I meet? Who's here? That's an agile way of creating the bigger content. And this is actually a good way to look at it. If you're a content creator, if you work for an agency and you go to a big trade show and you've been tasked by getting content, right? Quote, unquote, getting content. And you take all the content, it lives on your phone or it lives on your camera and you go back the next Monday and you give it to your team and then they work on it for like five days to create this one video reel. You missed the point. You're not agile because all those people have moved on. Mm -hmm. So it's small pieces of content, putting it out there, getting feedback on the content. Hey, I love this. Oh, I want more of this. Show me, you know, I was an inbound last year. President Obama was there. Show me Obama on stage, you know, different things. And you get feedback and you create content that that people want and crave. So for me, agile marketing made a lot of sense. In the marketing sphere, we always say, you know, you need to jump on trends. But what do we deal with? Why can't we jump on trends? Clients, <laughs> C-suite, <laughs> you know, there's a whole team out there. There's all these barriers. We are not allowed to put, or very few of us mm -hmm. are allowed to fail and put out new things and try and test new things. And the Agile framework allows you to do that, allows you, it gives you a framework to test things and to get quick feedback and then make a better product. So it just makes sense to me. And it makes sense to me, not just for marketing, but really this niche of social media marketing. There was very few people in social media that were talking about Agile. And, and case in point, when I went to this workshop, I was the only freelancer. I was the only one with my own business. Everybody was in a big marketing team of seven plus people. So I kept raising my hand going, but how does it apply to me? And that's actually the story. I have discovered that the Agile framework, there's a couple different ways. There's Kanban and there's Scrum. And what I have discovered is for social media marketing that I take all the values that, that Agile puts out, but I use four to six different practices. There's an infinite amount of practices, but I use four that really help me in my agency. So I don't follow necessarily Scrum and I don't follow Kanban, but I take the best of everything and that's what's worked for me. So I know in a way, I've built my own framework. It's all about those principles of, you know, flexibility, fast turnaround, minimal viable product, and getting things done and working together with a team. Backtrack just a little bit, because again, this is such a fascinating subject. What made you go to that conference as a freelancer? What made you embrace agile marketing in the first place? That's a great question. I started working with a client in 2018 who's an agile coach. Uh -huh. And as a content marketer, I was her ghostwriter. She was writing a book. She would speak places or she would do a virtual summit and I would get the transcript and I would translate that into a blog or I would make social media posts out of that. So it was learning about agile and it felt right. And this is a great place for me to to tell people why I was born and raised in the Netherlands. <laughs> everything is about, you know, everything is in order. Everything is very, we're honest people. We say what we think. We're very timely. We, we honor, you know, if you say you're going to be there at 12, you better be there at 1159. If you're two minutes late, you better call that person, right? So this is, to me, agile made sense. You do what you're going to say you do. You, you try new things. Also, the other part of the Dutch society is, 
they're letting their kids or allowing their kids a lot more freedom by giving them very strict rules on how to follow. And it's kind of like that in Agile. You do this, you do that, do that, but then go ahead and try things. So I had this client who then about a year in says to me, she just kind of slyly sent me an article and said, and it was about Agile marketing, goes, you know, you can apply these principles in marketing. So I was like, huh. So I started researching that. And of course, we had a whole team of, of marketers and we weren't really applying Agile in that team. I have to say, after nine years of owning this agency, it was the first time I got excited. I, I was like, where do I give my money? I, I want to go do this. It was, I mean, it was time away from my business. It was a train ride, a hotel. It was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I want to invest in this. That's how excited I got when I understood the possibilities of Agile. Yeah, well, you're making me excited. Listen to, listening to you be excited. But let's let's address the other side of excited. A lot of marketers have a fear of Agile, right? And I think a lot of that fear stems from thinking that Agile doesn't allow for or has a lack of a long-term strategy. So how would you, like, let's say I'm that marketer, right? I'm like, look, I'm about long-term strategy. I need consistency. You know, how would you tell me to balance being agile, being responsive, having that consistent long-term vision by using or, or along with agile? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. Your strategy and your goals, your objectives will stay the same no matter what you do, right? And how you create the content. It's, it's what you do with the content and how you as a team work. So if your strategy is to increase your traffic in the next year by 5,000%, whether you use agile or not, you know, you've got to come up with ways to do that. The idea behind it is that you're Instead of spending a long time on one piece of content and putting all your eggs in one basket and saying, we're going to go all in, this is the campaign we're doing, Agile allows you to test the waters and to figure out, you know, I was talking to somebody that said he used to spend six months on an ad campaign and creating this incredible video that was going to be on TV and when I was talking to him about Agile, he goes, oh, my gosh, if we had only known to just put out 30 second trailers, you know, and then we would have because you can go, you know, and if you're listening, if you're watching, you know, you can go off the rails so fast because what's in your head might not be what's in the client head. Right. And case in point, you know, when I started out, I was working with local companies. I once had a woman, can you make me a flyer for this event? So I spent three hours on a flyer. I came back to her and she's like, oh, that's not what I had in mind. I said, well, what do you want? She goes, oh, it needs to have a logo and this and that. So I went back and ended up, I don't know, six revisions, seven revisions. What that's called in Agile, it's like playing the rock game. And if you've ever been a recipient of playing the rock game where a client says, I want a blue rock, you hand them a blue rock and they go, well, no, I really wanted a big blue rock. And then you give them a big blue rock and then they go, oh, I needed to be smooth, a big blue smooth. So that's the game that a lot of marketers play with their clients. And Agile eliminates that. You start with small increments and then you end up with what you want. It's the reverse Okay, I'm obsessed with that analogy because it's so good. And I was I was literally yesterday chatting with someone on LinkedIn and I was saying, you know, one of the things you have to look out for are the clients who say, I don't know what I want, but I'll know it when I see it. Or I don't have goals. You're going to help me figure out what those are. 
And that's scary, right? Because like you said, you hand them the blue rock and they're like, no, I wanted a bigger blue rock or I wanted a sharp one or I wanted a smooth one or and that was never discussed previously. You can go down that path until the cows come home, as we say down south, which means forever. (laughs) Yeah. So let's flip the script then and talk about a time that you worked with a client with an agile system or process and you saw a significant success. Like what can you tell us about that and what did you learn from that? I've started applying agile methodologies with my own clients about in the last two years. So I signed somebody last year and it's in the legal space. This client already had a blog, um, had an idea about what they wanted. And uh, we started working together. We just had a meeting. They just had their best Q2 ever in 12 years of business. The biggest change is marketing. We have been doing just a small part of it. We've been increasing the blogging in a year we created 45 articles, I think, on the blog. But what happens, the agile part to that is, so we started out thinking we're going to do this, right? She already has established content. We added more content and we set up Data Studio to pull in all kinds of data from Google Analytics. And we have the Google console out there, search console. So we're The keywords that we thought were going to pull in the people were not the keywords that did. So we adjusted what we're going to talk about. We had these content buckets. We're going to talk about this and this and this. And then we saw people talking about, you know, clicking on other things. And I can say uh, without naming who it is, it's a, a family law firm. So what we saw is that the articles about mental health and divorce, for example, were ones that is really something that people wanted to know more about. So we decided without using the same keyword to use similar keywords and to use articles around that topic that all point to the same, you know, sort of content. And then we also were also testing things online. One of the things about this client's very agile, we saw the Spotify end of the year list. We made one for the law firm, which was so fun. We're working on Barbie posts. This is a client who's like, We have the, and this is actually goes back to the question you asked earlier about, you know, the strategy might say the same, but we're willing to jump in and test things. We've tested a couple different tactics on, you know, reviews. We had a horrible, horrible review and it ended up being the best thing ever. We got a new client out of it because of the way we turned it. It could have gone sideways. It went really well. So we're willing to test and we're working very closely together. And so we meet all the, we meet every week. And so we, we look at data all the time. I guess that's the long-winded answer to your question. Data, data, data. And we're willing to pivot when is needed, making decisions based on real data. But you have to start somewhere. So you know, that's how we started. And then we're moving along. You touched on it a little bit, but you 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 kind of said about this ugly review, right? And how you were able to turn it around through Agile and, and turn it into a new client, which I mean, that would be like the ultimate outcome for any negative review. So what are some of the other challenges that you find with implementing Agile and how do you overcome them? Do you continue to use Agile? Is it education? Is it a combination? What does that look like? Yeah. So when I start working with a new client now, one of the requirements is that they're willing to meet with me every week. If you do not have time to meet with me every week, we can't work together because I'm your voice online. I need to know what's going on with you personally. Kind of, you know, you're traveling, are you in an event? But I also need to know what's going on in your business. You have new products, you have, um, you're working on a partnership. If I don't know those things, 
I'm not talking about the right things online. And so that's the first thing. And then uh, it's easy for clients and agencies. And if you're watching this and you have an agency, you know this, to get away, to have that shiny object syndrome. Oh, we need to do this. And now we need to do this. So it's on you as the marketer to keep them in line, so to speak, on what you're working on. And Agile, by meeting every week, really helps. When I started implementing this with my clients, I actually found about 15 hours a week back because I was doing their bidding and I was going, oh, this and this and working on that. And now because we meet every week and we have a working agenda in a Google document that is asynchronous, right? I can be in there at 5 a.m. before I go for a run and put the agenda items in and then she comes in or he comes in at 7 a.m. The client or my team goes in and they see what I have. Oh, we're going to work on this before the meeting starts. They can put information in there and they can add things to it. So we're all kind of working together. And so if the client is unwilling to allow me to fail, so try new things, test things, that's and then it's not going to work. And if they're not willing to meet on a regular basis, and hopefully, you know, once a week is a good rhythm, even if it's a 15 minute phone call, if you're not willing to invest that, then I can do all I want. Your social media is just not going to be as authentic as it needs to be. And that's really where the, the, the point is. And I've lost a client or two because they, they couldn't fulfill that commitment to, to be there every week. You're, you're doing such a great job of laying me up for like where I'm going next. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. So you were talking about this Google Doc and I was going to ask about client feedback. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. How do you... In an agile process, how important is client feedback? And then once you have it, how do you implement that into an agile process or system? And can you give us like an example of, you know, some client feedback that maybe significantly changed the direction or the outcome of one of your campaigns? Yeah, there are times that and there are clients who require or want to give very little feedback, right? So the meetings will be about, hey, what's going on? What are we doing? And then they're like, okay, I need this to be promoted, this workshop, go ahead. There are other clients who want to see the content, who want to approve what's written. They want to approve the copy. They want to approve the images. So I recently had a campaign for an anniversary for one of my clients. And I wasn't sure if I was going the right direction. So I made five different and I go, A, B, C, D, E, which direction? And then I went with E. And then I did E, one, two, three, four. And then we did for E, two. So it was good, but it could have gone sideways if I had just said, well, I'm just going to do it myself. And then I don't think it would have had the same vision. And I find that the more people that are on the team, the more of that we need. If it's me, if it's I'm working directly with a client, I can I usually know what they want and I could just kind of pass it by. I did this. Is it, is it okay? But as soon as there's three or four or five, I need to do that approach. But I know that. So instead of spending three hours on one image, I might spend literally 15 minutes on five images. And they're very basic. But what, which one jumps out at you? And then go back and then go back and then go back. So that's kind of 
one of the challenges. And, and working with clients, I love the Google workspace. It works really well for a lot of different, you know, sharing data, sharing even with not just clients, but customers, Google Forms, where you can get feedback. And I work with people through all time zones. I have a VA in France. I have a VA in India. So being able to work when they need to work, they can tag me. I wake up, there's an email tag. There it is. I go in, I get work done. It works out really, really well. And all my clients, you know, that's one of the things that we say, we're all in Google Drive. They are in Google Drive. And actually, Going back to the earlier question, I had one client who I lost because she couldn't figure it out. And, and that's okay. There are lots of other tools that help with productivity, but here is the difference between doing agile and being agile. I know this is not a question that you're asking, but I want to put it out there. Anybody can do agile. You can use Asana. You can use Basecamp. You can use any of those tools Monday. They allow you to divide a big task into small tasks, right? The little iterations, yeah. right? But if you're just doing that, but you don't have the agile mindset that goes with it, you're just doing agile. You're not being agile. And I, that mindset piece took me a couple of months to really figure out. And that's the hardest part to convey to somebody that you're working with, whether that be somebody on your team, it could be somebody on your team that says, well, this is the, is this the SOP, I'm doing it this way, right? But the agile way is having that mindset of, you know what, something doesn't feel right. I'm gonna go to Doreen and tell her and being allowed to tell me and say, I think if we do it this way, it's wrong. And that's being agile, being allowed to fail, being able to speak your mind, having all voices in the room be heard. It's very important. Those are the lang that's the language that we use in agile, that every voice needs to be heard, that you work as a team. And when you do that in a marketing agency, it will look like this, you know, I'm supposed to make the thumbnails for the video and then somebody else is doing the video editing and the social media manager is going to upload it. And the social media manager says in this daily meeting, hey, I don't have the thumbnails yet. And the video editor goes, well, I'm waiting for Doreen to give them to me. But Doreen's absent because their child is sick. But then Carrie steps in and says, I have access to Canva. I'll do it. And the team gets it done and the content gets done. That's being agile instead of saying, well, Doreen's not here. I guess the project's delayed by a day. That's the mindset of everybody working together. And yes, you have somebody, you know, that's an expert in this or that. But when you're working together on a project, you own that project together. And in Agile, that's really kind of cool. It's not really a project manager. There's nobody, you have a scrum master who lets everybody talk and allows that. But there's not a project manager who says, do this, 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 this. The team does the project and they work together on doing that. You're you're making me my wheels turn here because okay, so agency owners who are listening or watching, we we have teams most of us and you said something that that piqued my interest which is they are allowed. You use the word allowed to share their feedback. And so when I heard that I thought, okay, so agile that mindset that you're talking about is really having a culture of trust openness, flexibility, like the story you just told about Canva and somebody being out sick. How do you culture that within your agency? How do you get your team to get on board knowing like there is no, everyone's allowed to share their opinion because we'll be faster and better if it happens that way? I think that a team that is 
an agile team, even marketing needs training. So if you are on a marketing team and you're the head of the marketing team and you want to implement agile, the first step would be to kind of ask C-suite, can we get agile training, right? Really what you want is you want the buy-in from them. You can be an agile team without everybody else in the company being agile, but agile is now in HR, it's in finance, it's in sales, it's in different teams. But the best way would be if the whole company is agile. And an example in our industry, a company that's really agile is SEM Rush. They teach it, they breathe it, they, you know, in their interview process, I've talked to people who work there, they have that mindset. And when it comes from the top down, then it becomes company culture. Now, if you're a small agency and you're listening, you're the owner, the first thing I would tell you is go take an Agile Foundations course. It teaches you about where it comes from. It teaches you about the Agile principles and values and the Agile Manifesto that was written in 2001. It tells you about mindset and then all the different practices. It kind of gives you this history of Agile and the possibilities of what it can do. And then if you already know marketing, the Agile marketing course that I took really is for marketers who want to learn Agile. It's not for Agilists who want to learn marketing, right? So it's, it's really perfect for somebody in our industry. But a lot of the principles, like I said, are for bigger teams or in-house teams. So if you're that marketing agency owner, go in there kind of with an open mind. And th those really are, I think, the best places to start. Like the top down, if you can get buy-in, if you're the agency owner and you're listening to this, go take that Agile Foundations course and learn more about it. And then the possibilities And what you asked me about, you know, allowing that feedback how many times are we shut down with just a look, right? We've been in, and my work, you know, we we started off this this whole conversation about, you know, we've been in this industry so long. Before I was in this industry, I was on the PTA. I was on all kinds of boards. I was a volunteer in my community. And this was before I knew Agile. This was before I really knew a lot of, of how companies were run, but I was shut down constantly. But I was I would not back down. If I'm right, I know I'm right. I'm from the Netherlands, right? Our Dutch culture is like, you speak your mind. I'm going to tell it to you honestly. I'm going to be like, you're dead wrong. You can shut me down all you want. I know I'm right and you're wrong, right? I'm, and I would like to have a conversation with you about this. So that's, I think, why Agile made a lot of sense to me. Because every voice being heard is part of the culture that I grew up in. And that's why it makes a lot of sense to me. In the Netherlands, we have something like 30-something political parties. It's crazy, but everybody is allowed to have an opinion. And when you have a quote-unquote discussion with somebody, it ends with you shaking their hand and still being their friend tomorrow. It doesn't end with families being in a divide, and it's either or. So that's kind of how I grew up, and being able to have that voice in, a, in an agency it would behoove you as a business owner, as an agency owner, to listen to people. Because one-on-one -on -one makes two, but one-on-one -on -one in an agency and in a content and an idea setting makes like four or five. Because two people can think of way better things than one person alone. It's not double. It's like, you know, exponentially. And so when you put five people in a room that know the client, they're going to come up with fantastic ideas.
And so that's what people are forgetting to do, that they're just like, well, the client wants this. No, what can we do? Think about what just happened with the whole Barbie, you know, like I know we don't. Oh, my gosh. Just the crazy ideas, but what's happening. But they literally put people in a room and probably 500 people on the marketing team. I don't know how many, but they're doing stuff. They don't know if it's going to work or not. And that mindset is what we can have even in the smallest of teams. Ugh, it's so good. So, okay, I'm going to use myself as a real life example and ask for your advice on measuring the success of this agile strategy that I'm thinking about adopting. So I went to the, the Maycon conference last week, but it'll be later when this airs. And it was all about AI and how it's going to change what we do as marketers. And what I want to do is implement Agile to start testing different ways we can add artificial intelligence to you know our processes with our team and become more efficient. So if I were going to you know implement this this Agile strategy, what advice would you give me? And are there any like I'm sure every case is different, right? But like, are there any like average or normal? key performance indicators that someone like me or someone who's listening is like, yeah, I'm going to do that too. It should be looking for to know if they're on the right track. Oh, that's such a great question. Oh, there's a lot there. Okay. So four of the practices that I use in my agency are a backlog, a sprint, a daily standup, and a, a retrospective. So what I would, t and, and that's just four of an infinite amount. So I would say, start with those. So a daily standup means that every day you and your team get together, could be at the beginning of the day, and you're all going to answer the same three questions. Even if you have a team of 10, you could be done in like 15, 20 minutes. But what did I do yesterday? What am I doing today? And where am I stuck? Oh. Because the where am I stuck when you work in a team, allows you to get past the bottleneck. And as a team, when I'm by myself, I do this practice all the time. And I go, what did I do yesterday? What do I have to do today? And what did I not do yesterday that I really should have done? Because that's the bottleneck because it's, it's I need to eat that frog. I need to do it first because I don't want to do that. So I have this daily stand up with myself. So that would be the first thing I would tell you when you want to start implementing some of these things, have this daily stand up. And there are teams that do it every, you know, other day, maybe three days a week or something. But this, these honest questions, everybody on the team, what did I do yesterday? What am I doing today? And where am I stuck? And the where am I stuck question will be like, well, I'm waiting for the thumbnails and then you know, so-and-so was sick. And so somebody steps in and does it, it gets done. You're then everybody gets to keep working. The second thing that I mentioned was a sprint and a sprint is a, an amount of time that you work together that has a starting line and an ending line. A lot of times we work with deadlines mm -hmm. in agile. We work with starting lines and deadlines, the so finish line. So think about it as a run. If you were saying, I'm going to run a 5k, and you were telling me you're running a 5K and you know where the finish line is, but you didn't know where the starting line was. How would you know you would be at the 5K? That would be really hard, right? So the idea is in a sprint, you time box your project. I'm going to start it on Monday. I'm going to end it on Friday. Every day I'm spending an hour on it. 
I'm going to have it done. And you do that as a team, or you can do this by yourself. I actually had a question when I talked about agile marketing and inbound. Somebody said, I'm on the social media team and we get thrown everything at us. Marketing comes at us, sales comes at us. How can I do a sprint? I can't do a two week sprint because most sprints are two weeks. Do a two week sprint. I said, well, think outside the box. In social media, we have to do that. What if you worked on your project every day from one to three for five days that week and the next week? So one to three, you block it off. That's your sprint. You work on that one thing and that's going to be your sprint. So time blocking, but starting somewhere. I have found that if a project's due on Friday, I do much better if I started on Monday and do a little bit more on Tuesday. And you know when you know you do it right? When you can sleep all week. Because there is nothing worse than going to bed on Thursday night, knowing that something's due on Friday and you didn't do this. So, uh. and you have that feeling in your gut. So by time boxing it and sprinting something, you work along the way. And then you also find your bottlenecks much quicker because you're all working on it. And the bottleneck's not going to be somebody that says, well, so-and-so was so- supposed to deliver this, but they've been on vacation. Well, how did we not find out? Because we didn't work on the project. Right. So sprinting something is also going to be really helpful. Then the other part is we don't have to do lists necessarily in Agile. We have what's called a backlog and we put all the most all the tasks that need to be done in a backlog. So when I look at what my day looks like, I go to the backlog and I make a priority. I usually pick three big things and three small things in the morning and say, these are what I'm going to work on. So I pull them from the backlog. So any task, if a client says I need a flyer, I put it in the backlog. I don't say I'll get it to you in three hours. I put it in the backlog. And then when I look at the backlog to see where I am, I can see where the priority is. I might give it a number or I might give it, you know, a date and say, okay, I need to do this now. And every Friday before I leave, I look at my backlog and I make my to-do for Monday morning. I already know Monday, I get to my desk, I can get to work because I did that work on Friday. So that's another thing I think that would be really helpful as a team, put everything in the backlog and then pull what you need. And then the fourth piece, which I think is going to be really important when you work on a project that you were just saying, is the retrospective meeting. And that's when you finish the project, say you do a sprint, you're going to get together with the team and you're going to answer the question, what worked and what didn't. But more importantly, how are we going to do this same thing different next time so we can do it faster or better? I love that. So it's not just, hey, this worked and this didn't. No, you have to have a solution how it's going to be better next time. In that workshop that I was in, it it was a... It was a uh, task that we did together as a team and it completely blew my mind. And we went from doing a task. So we did five increments of one minute and we had the same task, the first one minute. And then we had the retrospective, another minute retrospective. At the end, I think the first product we, we produced 20. Mm-hmm. By the fifth time we did the one minute, in one minute we produced 123. Oh, wow. And it was cutting out an Easter egg. But we had one minute. The first time, we just all individually cut out Easter eggs. And then they had to be colored a certain way. And then we assigned somebody else because you're not cutting right. So somebody else started doing the cutting. And then we realized we could cut five pieces of paper at a time. And then we, you know, we had somebody else count. And then we had to, you know, like in the end, we in one minute, 
I was like, oh my gosh, I could see how doing the retrospective and talking together and saying, well, I noticed that you did this or next time you can do this or you holding your scissors wrong, didn't learn in kindergarten, you know? And we helped each other and the product at the end was un it was unbelievable. So think about that when you create content, when you work as a team, when you, hey, this didn't work, this didn't work, or this worked great, but how can we approve it next time? Huge. I mean, I'm going to make sure that everybody realizes that if they listen to like the last 10 minutes of the show, you literally just outlined for everyone listening or watching what to do, like how to do it. I'm so excited. I will for sure be re-listening because like I said, we're going to start this sprint on AI. So thank you for that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, okay. Besides the amazing outline you just gave us, is there one best piece of advice that you've learned from your journey with Agile that you would want to share with other agencies? Like what's the one must know thing you think we all need to hear? Get the mindset that it's okay to try new things. If you are worried that your client is going to fire you because you're worried to give them ideas or the team doesn't bring you ideas, okay? If you have a team that does what you say, you tell them to do, but they're not coming to you with ways to improve their SOPs, you are, I'm going to say it, you're a dictator, okay? You're not agile. But if your team comes to you and says, you told me to do this, but I think there's a better way or a faster way, or I improved it. What do you think? I did what you told me to do, but then I also did this. That is when you know you're on the right path. And if you can tell your team and praise them and show them that you want them to do that and take initiative, then you're golden. Because if people are curious, that's one of the biggest things about Agile. Be curious. Consume content. If you're an agency owner and you have all these people doing all this work and you're doing the sales and bringing in people, you still need to consume the content because that is really what you're offering to the people that you're selling to. If you don't know what you're talking about, if you're talking about, if you're a LinkedIn expert or a digital marketing expert or an agency owner, but you barely have a presence on LinkedIn and you don't know how things work, how can you talk about this happens? This happens all the time. Consume the content. Be present. You don't have to be on there all the time, but understand that. Be curious about the newest things. I went on threads, you know, I'm there a little bit here and there. Anytime a new feature comes out on LinkedIn, I go and test it out. I try it out, right? Because you want to be able to serve your clients with the most information that you have. You want to stay up to date on the trends. And so if you've been kind of behind the scenes a lot, step out there and, and join that team and that creativity that the ideas, but yeah, tell them to come to you with ideas and show them, even if the idea is bad, praise the idea, praise the, you know, the, Hey, I'd love that you came to me. I think that is wonderful. You know, and if you shut people down, they'll never come back to you. They'll just never, they'll never dry again. And then your clients are not going to get the best service. They're not going to get the best content. They're not going to get the best campaigns. Because you need multiple brains and multiple ideas. Yes, this is speaking to me. I mean, I really align with this type of marketing and hopefully you do too. I know if they haven't already, everyone's going to want to connect with you and find out what you're up to. So where can we find you? How would you prefer people connect? All those good things. 
I love when people connect with me on LinkedIn. So I'm Doreen Morin Van Dam on LinkedIn. That's where I spend most of my time. It used to be Facebook as a community manager, but now I've shifted to LinkedIn. So my first opening of the day is my LinkedIn. I do have a website. You check out some of my services there. And of course, my live show, which also becomes a podcast, Strategy Talks, where, you know, I talk to other business owners and marketers about all kinds of things that you need strategy for, from AI to Pinterest to you know, anything in between storytelling, I've had some amazing guests, and it's always a fun time. So that's kind of, you know, check out my show and and connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love that. Awesome. Definitely connect. And everyone, thank you again for joining us for another marketing agency show. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you're new to the show, be sure to give us a follow. If you've been a longtime listener, let your friends know about the show. I'm at Brooks Sellis on Instagram and Twitter. And for fun, make sure you tag at SM Examiner. Also, be sure to check out our other shows, the Social Media Marketing Podcast and the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. This brings us to the end of this week's Marketing Agency Show. We'll catch you next week as we explore the adventures of agency marketing life. The Marketing Agency Show is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.